The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That's GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Today, today is a part two where we are talking about asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic. So if you walk in and say, hey, I am asymptomatic, nor quote unquote normal, if any of us really are, but pain-free, healthy are some of the key words used for this. There is actual objective physiologic change and associated health benefits of chiropractic adjustment in an asymptomatic subject. So this is, I'm literally going to go through, if you were to walk into my office and say, I, ha- I have no pain, should I be adjusted? And then you're like, when I say yes, everyone's like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> you're like, yeah. I mean, it's my recommendation. But listen, it's also my recommendation to eat right. It's also my recommendation to exercise. But not everyone listens to me in that regard anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, I tell this to everyone who comes into the office and I truly do mean it. Your health is your choice, right? When you wake up in the morning, you make the decision on whether or not you brush your teeth. When you wake up in the morning, you make the decision whether or not you exercise. When you wake up in the morning, you make a decision whether or not you're going to put a healthy breakfast or donuts into your mouth. When you get up in the morning, you make a decision about if you're going to be a stress monster or not. When you get up in the morning, you make decisions all day about your health. Your health is your choice, right? So that's the great thing about an adult. So my goal as it's always been, is to educate you about why. Like why Why would it be that you would want to keep getting adjusted even after your pain or problem resolves? Like why would you still do it? It's like why do I still keep exercising even though I've met my goal weight, right? Which is not actually personal to, to me. I've had babies. I've more... <laughs> I have more baby weight to lose. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you get you get the analogy. Anyway, so we're going to dive down into that part two. But before that, we've got some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe- Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's health in the news, 
We are talking about blues. Seasonal effect disorder. How to fight the winter blues on Blue Monday. So I thought this was interesting. I agree with some of it. I don't agree with others, which is probably just par for the course, honestly, at this point. So does the winter time make you want to hibernate like a bear? If you've ever felt less energetic, less motivated in a bad mood and less inclined to socialize as the nights get longer and the days grow shorter, know that these feelings are shared by many. Seasonal affect disorder or sad is a form of recurrent depression with a seasonal pattern that occurs more frequently the farther people live from the equator most typically during the colder months of the year. The winter blues are said to peak on the third Monday in January, sometimes called Blue Monday. But of course, feeling low isn't confined to just one day. Among these symptoms of sad seasonal effect disorder are sadness, low energy, fatigue, losing interest in activities we once enjoyed, changes in appetite, (laughs) weight, sleeping patterns, and social withdrawal. 5% of Americans experience SAD in its syndromal form, where symptoms can severely impact a person's ability to function. This is according to Dr. Uh, Rothensall, a clinical professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University. About 15% more Americans deal with subsyndromal form, where symptoms may not be severe enough for a diagnosis. Uh, one in five people are having some trouble with the winter. So, uh, what was so? This is what I thought was actually kind of interesting. So they talk about like what causes sad seasonal affect disorder. So this doctor goes in to list biological vulnerabilities such as genetics, gender, reduced environmental light, and stress that cause for this disorder. Uh, Rothensall explained that people with seasonal affect disorder need a higher intensity of light to feel energized in the winter. Um as evidenced by their abnormal winter melatonin secretion patterns. Melatonin is a hormone involved in regulation in our sleep-wake cycles. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that affects mood and is also frequently named in conversations around seasonal effect disorders. So there is evidence that brain serotonin, right? So serotonin is what's like your happy, healthy mood regulator. Uh, There is evidence that brain serotonin varies seasonally, decreasing as the day length shortens. There's also evidence that bright light shining on the eyes gets transformed into nerve signals that stimulate serotonin's transmission in parts of the brain responsible for regulating mood. I thought that was actually very interesting. They said one hypothesis is that serotonin pathways are affected in people with seasonal effect disorder, such as they don't work uh, as effectively when there's not enough light around. Other experts believe we just don't know enough about the neurochemical factors influencing seasonal effect disorder. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that they're like, okay, so how do we treat it? If they're saying, hi, it's not as bright, the days are shorter, the nights are longer, you're not getting enough light, so your body is not producing enough melatonin for that sleep-wake cycle, it's also not transitioning serotonin 
because they said light could do that. Super interesting, right? So they're like, how do you treat it? So this is where it got kind of interesting. They said, for many seasonal effect disorder patients, bright light therapy is a very effective treatment. As little as 30 minutes of exposure a day can make a difference. They said, we advise people to be in a 10,000 lux, L-U-X. It's a measurement of bright light comparable to being outside on a sunny day in July. 10,000 lux. It's clear that treatment is more powerful in the morning than any other time of day. So we recommend people do it as early as possible and certainly before 8 a.m. We advise people to do it seven days a week with a few weeks of that type kind of treatment. And vast majority of people with seasonal effect disorders are 100% better. Some very 100% better. I thought that was interesting. Um, well, there are plenty of options on flights in this market. The, they said the problem is that it's not by the FDA. So a 2019 study tested 24 devices with three criteria in mind. They should produce at least 7,000 lux at a reasonable distance. They should still provide at least 5,000 lux if the user's head moves six inches in another direction and should obtain an acceptance rating from users in terms of glaring inadequate diffusion. They found three large light boxes that met this criteria. Uh, there's a website. I looked at it. It's, uh, let me go back to the front page. Um, so a light box is what it's called. Just a light box. They had North Star, Sunray, Daylight Classics, Box E-Light, SunTouch Plus, are some of the the ones that were on here Yale School of Medicine guys it's literally just a box of lights <laughs> like I thought maybe it was like the red light therapy or there's one through here that I thought was interesting too and they're like these are vitamin d bulbs <laughs> so it's uvb is what it is because they're like you have to put like um eye protection on there and I'm like y'all this is literally uh tanning booths not not all of them but there's one that's like this increases your vitamin d well how do you increase vitamin d uvb rays turn cholesterol into vitamin d in our body so it's uvb sun rays that they're they're using so these are these are sunlights these are sun lamps you know what sun lamps also are tanning beds uvb tanning beds people always wonder about that and i'll be candid for me about once a month i go into the tanning salon I don't use any of the like lotions. I use no lotions at all. And I do 10 minutes in a UVB, all UVB ray bed. And it is like a night and day difference. It truly is. Or, you know, it's it, if there are times during the winter that, it, you know, it could be winter. It's still cold, but it's sunny. Like I make sure I go outside, take my, my, my kids outside too. Like I need them to run around. I need them to get sunshine. And so those are ones that you can do. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that I was interested to see what their solution was and they're just giant boxes of light <laughs> so if you can't get outside then you can go grab a giant box of light and sit for some time in front of a giant light box for some time and see if that helps if you feel like you have seasonal effect disorder sad if you will now when we come back chiropractic and lung function is there a correlation and change We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. 
You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family. That's the best. Uh, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Now, how I got started talking about this last week is that we have had more recently a very large influx of referrals from medical doctors, which I love. Thank you so much if you're listening. We really appreciate it. Our goal is to educate patients. So we say, here's what's going on. Here's where we think we need to get to the cause. 10 years ago, I would have laughed at you if I said, hey, in 10 years, do you think that you will have a high rate of medical doctor referrals? I would say, I hope so, but no. And so now to have that come in, I think the more you educate yourself at that, you know, chiropractic 100 years ago was viewed as, right, like quackery, witch doctor, all of these things, but there's so much science now that comes behind it. I'll put the caveat in that I put in last week as well is that uh, we as chiropractors don't have drug money. (laughs) I don't know how to put it any nicer, right? Like what typically funds a lot of the big studies. So when you're looking at the like the size of these, these are smaller sizes. They are, right? But we don't have, when you're like, who's going to pay for these? We have our state association, which, you know, chiropractors can or cannot pay into and it's, not very much a year. And so are the individual doctors going to do it? Like I, I look at my practice and I'm like, I would love to do more research studies, but how, who's going to, am I going to execute them? Do I, do I, do I hire, who's, do I have to pay that person that I hire to do that? Where do I make money to pay them when I, when I have this, right? So when you're looking at, no, we don't have super, super big cohorts, right? This isn't going to be a hundred thousand. Though that being said, most of these just reaffirm what we knew as doctors to begin with. You know, I, I see this a lot, even with like the medical doctors, they say, well, you know, this isn't supposed to work, but we'll try it. And sometimes it does. Right. And sometimes it does. So for example, I had a friend who her little one had RSV more recently wasn't able to breathe so took him to the emergency room and they said yep it's rsv that's what's causing it and they said we're going to do this breathing treatment and she said that it was like magic after this breathing treatment it was just an albuterol breathing treatment she said it was it was like magic and she said what was so interesting is that the medical doctor 
had said, you know, they say that this doesn't work, but we always try it because it, it often can. And it's like that doctor sees like this is what happens in clinical practice. Like this is what helps people. But maybe those numbers on the page don't look the same, right? Maybe the information and the data on the page doesn't look the same. And so it's, it, it reminds me obviously different, but similarly with chiropractic care, when you say, hey, we've known this for a whole time. So here's where I want to roll into this. Labor times. So Fallon investigated the relationship of labor times as a function of chiropractic care versus non-chiropractic care. The labor times of 65 women who had received chiropractic care from at least the 10th week of pregnancy through labor and delivery were compared to statistical averaged mean labor times. Chiropractic users were found to have significantly reduced labor times. First-time mom saw a reduction in labor time of 24%. Second, and continued there on out, following pregnancies were a 39% reduction in labor time. So they concluded that chiropractic care can significantly reduce mean labor time. I, I don't know if anyone's listening out there, but I can tell you that uh, labor is not something that I would prefer <laughs> to be prolonged. It is painful, right? Like, goodness gracious, painful. But it makes sense, right? And it makes sense. And this is where I can tell you we see lots. We are a full family office. Our name is Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Greenwood Family Chiropractic. So that means pregnant moms. That means babies, right? And the way that I adjust um, a gentleman who is 6'2 and 250 pounds is going to be radically different than the way I adjusted my own newborn babies. Like the amount of pressure that you need to adjust a newborn baby is no more than what you would use to test for like the ripeness of a tomato. That's the amount of force, right? They don't have the degeneration. They don't have the spurs. They don't have the fibrous adhesions. They don't have all of this stuff that someone who is in their 40s might have. The adjustments look very different, but we actually have a wall of everyone who has their welcome to the world adjustment, which awesomely enough is we've had to get more... Uh, more clips for these pictures and I have a sign I have a sign above it that says the best time to start chiropractic care is birth and the second best time is now and I had this uh old curmudgeon you're welcome curmudgeon yep use that word it's so fun so I had this old curmudgeon who came in and he's like why are you seeing all these kids why would all these kids need to be adjusted right and I I couldn't help but I looked at him and I said imagine if you are getting adjusted since you were that age, right, newborn, five, 10 years old, do you think you would have near the amount of problems that you have today? And his eyes got really big and he said, probably not. You know, like I, my, my family comes into the office every week to get adjusted. Could I adjust them at home? Absolutely. But I want my kids to know like this is an action. Like they see me meal prepping, right? And they help me. They, they help me meal prep now. It's fun. They're not super helpful. It does take exponentially ugh, longer. But I want them to be able to help and see like this is an action. Like we cook our food. I want them to see like we go in to get adjusted. This is an action. Our health is not by mistake. It's not by chance, right? So when you're looking at like labor times, one, the safety of it is 
I mean, I've had all of my babies. We have pregnancy pillows to allow for moms to lay on their bellies more comfortably to get adjusted. Um, so it, it is right down our alley. Um, but it's just, if your pelvis is rotated, like you have a pelvic outlet. So if you take your hips and you rotate them, like when they say, oh gosh, I have this sciatic pain as a pregnant woman. And they're like, yeah, it's totally normal. It's not normal. Is it common? Yes. It's not normal. Your body's trying to tell you there's pressure and damage on those nerves, right? So if you take that pelvis and you rotate it, it takes that pelvic outlet, you know, like the outlet that I don't know, say the baby has to come out of and it lessens it. Like your baby doesn't know to like veer left or veer right through all of this. It just knows, hey, I'm not coming out the way I'm supposed to, right? That's where they're like, all right, like let's have you flip on your side, flip on the other side, roll on your back, do this, do that, right? And they're like trying to move your pelvis around to get the baby's head to move down the canal. Well, what if you just started taking care of that at 10 weeks, right? Before the, the 10 weeks, the baby is like what size of a, like a little nugget, a little Lego man or something like that. I forget. I forget what 10 weeks is. <laughs> like whatever fruit or vegetable or size, right? Like, of course, that's you're not worried about 10 weeks. But this is literally saying if you take care of that now, that changes the way that the outcome looks in the long term. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Asymptomatic benefits of chiropractic. You come in and these weren't, and again, these weren't pregnant women with pain. These were just pregnant women who got adjusted throughout their entire pregnancy. Which is kind of interesting. Now, this is one. What about pulmonary function? I will have to say, right, just from like a generality standpoint, that people, when they start getting adjusted, the main issues that they say, I sleep better, I breathe better. I have more energy. I have better bowel movements. Those are like everyone has their own unique changes and symptoms. But those are ones more specifically that um, that we look at. So now what about this? So if you know anything about lung volume, uh, people living with chronic lung disease, COPD, emphysema, pulmonary fibrosis. So we don't treat any of that, right? Like as chiropractors, we don't treat any of that. We treat the nerves that go out to the muscles, right? If you can press a nerve that goes out to the organ, does that organ function better or worse? So they've actually done um, spirometry. So if you know anything about spirometry, it's a device that measures the amount of air you inhale exhale and the amount of time it takes for you to exhale completely after a deep breath, right? So it attaches to a machine and it records your lung function measurements. So people can say, I just feel like I breathe better. And that's cool. I love it. But this is not what the study is about, right? The study isn't like how many people feel like they breathe better. They said, let's go in and actually look at spirometry, right? Like, let's go in and actually look at physical lung volume, so they did a study that looked at pulmonary function uh, in people who had typical or normal um, FVC, I'm going to go through this, and FEV, right? FVC is forced vital capacity and FEV is force expiratory volume, right? So basically FVC the forced vital capacity measured shown the amount 
of air a person can forcefully and quickly exhale after taking a deep breath, right? Um, when you look at FEV1, is forced expiratory volume is measured during the forced vital capacity test. So it's been shown, it shows the amount of air a person can forcefully exhale in one second of the FVC test, right? Okay, so follow me, kind of clear, kind of not. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, that's cool too. So what they looked at is that um, they looked at these subjects that um, presented with like typical or normal. And of those, they found 33 subjects presenting outside of normal range. So the patients that actually were outside of normal range showed the greatest increase in their FVC and their FVV1. 31 of the 33 atypical subjects showed an increase in their FVC, nearly half of which were now within the normal range. Of 25 presenting outside of the normal range um, of ideal, 84% showed an increase in the FEV after a two-week period of chiropractic care, nearly a third of which were now within the normal FEV1 range. So what, what does that mean, right? There's a lot of like numbers <laughs> in FEVs, FVCs. So basically what they said is, hey, after two weeks of chiropractic care, they found that 93% of atypical subjects showed an increase in their FVC, um, and they found that 84% of individuals fell within the normal range of the FEV1 after two weeks of chiropractic care, i.e., what does that mean? It means that your lung volume increases. So when you're talking about like, I have like, and I'll, I'll share my story with you, but when you're like, why do athletes get adjusted? Is lung volume important? Why is it that someone with that? No, we would do we, we don't adjust people for that, but your thoracic spine T1, T2, T2 to T4 are the ones that go right up to your lungs. Same thing, upper cervically, right? Very, 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 very top. Your 10th cranial nerve, your vagus nerve, branch of your vagus nerve goes out to serve for more pulmonary function. So when you're looking at these things, like we're not treating the organ system, we're not treating asthma, we don't treat COPD, we don't treat any of those things. That's very clearly, candidly, outside of our scope, right? But what we can do is that when people start getting adjusted, they start seeing these changes and why. There's actual research. There's a couple other research studies as well. But again, these ones are a bit heavy and kind of boring. So what you need to know is that, yes, this can help with pulmonary function. So when people say, I just breathe better, there's actually research that warrants why. There are people who have gone through diagnostic spirometry to say, your lung capacity changes with chiropractic care quick story about me is that I had asthma growing up as a kid. I was never adjusted. You know, albuterol inhalers. I was on an inhalable steroid just so I could play soccer with kids my age. Um, and if you've ever had an asthma attack, very, very candidly, it is the scariest thing to be awake and feel like you are dying because you can't get enough air. It is, it's absolutely terrifying. Um, and so when I see this and I'm like, so I start under chiropractic care as a student in chiropractic school, which again, very candidly are not even great adjustments because it's students adjusting students and we're just practicing on each other. <laughs> um, and I had looked back more retrospectively after that 
you know, four years of grad school to realize like I hadn't taken a puff of my albuterol inhaler. Um, I didn't need any of the steroids and I was still playing soccer at Palmer. So it wasn't like I was just a fat, lazy kid. <laughs> like I was actually running around doing things and working out at an active level. And so for me, it was very freeing to not have, right? And if you have asthma, you know, like there's a albuterol in your purse and in your car and in the bag and like all of the places because you never know when it's going to happen. And so for me, it was just freeing. And so when you see something like this, I just wonder, you know, kind of that difference when it is when it happens. So just kind of a cool testimony for myself in chiropractic. Now, when we come back, what about stress levels? Does chiropractic have a play in that? Talk about it next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today, we are talking about... The objective physiologic changes and associated health benefits of chiropractic adjustments and asymptomatic subjects. <laughs> I.e., if you come in saying, hey, I am asymptomatic, normal, pain-free, and healthy, would there be a benefit if I got adjusted? Of course we would say yes, but there is actual science behind this. So a significant amount of evidence supports that people without symptoms can benefit from chiropractic care. Those are where people are like, don't get adjusted once. Once you get adjusted once, you have to get adjusted for the rest of your life. And I will have and always will say that I feel that that is miseducation. It's just miseducation, right? Like there's just such a great opportunity for an education standpoint, right? Like if you don't brush your teeth once, you might have to brush them for the rest of your life. Don't work out. You might get a bunch of endorphins. You'll feel great. You want to do it for the rest of your life. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk. Here's a really interesting one. Gibbons studied 13 healthy male subjects without a history of eye disease or of central or autonomic nervous system pathological conditions, right? So like healthy guys, no history of eye disease, no central nervous system disorders. They demonstrated that an upper cervical adjustment, right? So the very, very top C1 can produce a significant measurable increase in speed 
of the autonomically mediated edge-like pupillary cycle time. Okay, let's just talk about what that is. <laughs> that is a decrease in the time it takes to complete constriction and redilation of the pupil when exposed to light. These findings suggest an uh, relationship between somatic and autonomic function and therefore a more diverse effect on cortical function. Okay, so let's break it down. What does that mean and why is this super cool? Because <laughs> if I come in and say, hey, George, just wanted to let you know, following this upper cervical adjustment, your pupils will constrict and redilate faster than when you came in. And you would be like, what and why would I care? <laughs> right? And justifiably so. It makes sense. Now, if you have ever seen, right, how if someone you suspect that they have a concussion, a bump on the head, a brain injury, right? So like it could be following a big motor vehicle accident. If they're, uh, you know, football and there's a helmet to helmet, right? And they want to do check for concussion. So what they do is they'll pry open your eye and they shine a light in it. And our brain is really, really smart. So it has this automatic reflex where your pupil constricts, right? Because they're like, hey, I don't want this, my eye to get burnt up. So if I constrict my pupil to a little itty bitty dot, then it's going to protect it. And then when the, the light goes away, then our body goes, oh, crisis averted. It can, it can go back to being big, right? That's, that's, it redilates. Oh, drugs, that's another one, right? Like if your pupils don't, if they, they make big or small, it's all right? They're like, oh gosh, might be on drugs. Now, but it, it's a brain response, right? Like how that chemical might affect the brain. And so what they're saying is that they literally adjusted someone. So before the adjustment, they went in, they said, okay, I'm going to shine this light in your eye and we're going to see how quickly your pupil constricts and then redilates. They got them adjusted upper cervically. They got an upper cervical adjustment. And then they found that there was a significant measurable increase in the speed. So it constricted faster and redilated faster. Now, again, that doesn't really sound like it means much, but that's literally brain function, right? And so following an upper cervical adjustment, your brain is literally firing faster to your eyes. And so I always think about this when you're like, well, that's cool. Well, one, what does that mean for like your reaction time? Again, going back something to like athletes, why do name me one professional athlete that doesn't get adjusted? Answer, you can't. Everyone does. Why? Because it's things like this. Like they, there's other things too that are like, hi, your lower back adjustment, your quadriceps get stronger. An adjustment to your neck, your biceps literally get stronger. But that's not the study, right? Anyways, so uh, your pupils constrict faster, that reaction time. But then too, I always think about this, like that's a measurable, right? Like it's not, it's not often you can measure the firing capacity of your brain, but this is one way. And so it's not like you take away that pressure on the base of the brain stem and all of a sudden now just your eyes are firing faster. Like I think about what does that mean for all the other places that your brain is sending health and healing signals to? Your heart, your lung, your thyroid, your digestion, your fingers and your toes. You know, those might not be as measurable immediately following an adjustment, but you know what is? Your pupils. Just, I don't know. I just think that's always really interesting. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Now, what about stress? Not, not that any of us have been through stress recently, but if you have, what does chiropractic have to do with that? 
Now, this was published uh, in the Australian Journal of Chiropractic and Osteopathy. Uh, the effects of chiropractic manipulation therapy on salivary cortisol levels. So let's break it down. Stress and adjustments. They measured the effects of chiropractic adjustment on salivary cortisol levels. Pre and post adjustment data revealed a statistically significant reduction. I didn't slur through that. Did you like that? Statistically significant reduction of salivary cortisol over a five-week study. These findings are significant because salivary cortisol levels closely reflect serum cortisol levels. Elevated serum levels of cortisol have been associated with disturbed concentration, tremor, elevated heart rate, and overall stress. So basically what they did is they had people, they're like, hi, spit in this tube. And they're like, all right, let's get you adjusted for five weeks. And after that five weeks, you know what we're going to have you do? We're going to have you spit in the tube. And we're, and if anyone's ever gone through like hormone testing, there you oftentimes will take saliva from like, and you'll spit in tubes. And that's what they'll look at your cortisol levels. And so instead of having like a blood draw, this was an easier way. And what they found was that there was a significant reduction in salivary cortisol. Cortisol is your body's stress hormone, right? So when you come into contact with stress, your little adrenals are like, help, help. And they're like, you know what? I know what to do. Send cortisol, right? So this is where it's very interesting that you're like, you always wonder why this might be. And my, my take on it, right? Which take it or leave it. Uh, my take more so on it is that when you have the, like, I can't take away like viruses and workload and awful marriage and kids and like all the things like I can't, I chiropractic adjustments don't take that away. Right. But when you, when you can take away the internal stress, it makes those external stresses seem more manageable. That's my, that's my thought on it. But this is also one where people are like, well, how do you, how come you still get adjusted even though your back pain went away? And you're like, well, I feel better, right? And it could be that, you know, your pulmonary, your, there's more oxygen exchange because your lung volume has increased. It could be that your salivary cortisol levels have gone down. It could be because your brain is sending health and healing messages out to every cell, organ, and tissue faster. And we know that it happens faster because we see pupillary light reflex happen faster, right? Like, a bunch of naysayers. Why wouldn't you want to get adjusted for the rest of your life? Crazy. Another great research study about feeling good with chiropractic. There was following adjustments to a randomly selected group of, quote, normal male subjects <laughs> following a single chiropractic adjustment to the cervical spine found that there was a small but statistically significant increase in serum beta endorphin levels. Also interesting, through this study, they had sham adjustments in a control group. And those sham adjustments and control group demonstrated a steady decrease in serum beta endorphin levels. Um, what, what, and when you're talking about endorphins, endorphins are the body's natural pain relievers, and they can also help boost your mood. So those are ones where people are like, I feel better. Well, endorphins help, uh, reduce stress, depression, anxiety, attenuates inflammation, can, uh, 
helps support a healthy immune system, supports memory and cognitive function, reduces pain and discomfort. Endorphins, following adjustments. Now, what about immune system? This is one where it, it's hard because it gets really heavy when we start talking about like immunoglobins, IgA, IgM, right? When we talk about like B lymphocytes, when we talk about um, CD4 helper cells. So this is one where I'm just going to kind of lump it all together and you're going to say I don't really necessarily know what any of those specific ones mean and that's okay just know that all of these trend for the immune system so for example there was one study done by Alcorn documenting increase in immunoglobins IgA IgG and IgM in 75 percent of the subjects following two weeks of chiropractic care Um, another study in humans and in animals have correlated immune function with neuromusculoskeletal conditions. Um, Another one saw a significant increase in circulating B lymphocytes in five out of the eight 63% of patients following four weeks of chiropractic adjustments. Um, Another one saw a 50% change in B lymphocytes in all five patients, significant increase well over 100% of their initial value. Uh, One of the five patients actually demonstrated a 200% increase in circulating B lymphocytes following adjustments. Uh, Another one actually looked at HIV patients uh, and the CD4 helper cells. This was actually a really big one. They found that individuals, uh, HIV positive individuals who did not get adjusted saw a decrease in their value where um, individuals who got adjusted, some of them saw an increase more than 125% increase in their CD4 cell count. So... um, Right. When you're like, hi, adjustments help boost immune system. So there's all of those things that to take into consideration when we're talking about why, why would you ever get adjusted? Right. Like if you're feeling good and you don't have any aches and pains, one, specifically what we do in the office specializes with stopping the progression of degeneration. So osteoarthritis, disc degeneration, joint degeneration. That one is really important when we look at the big picture of things for stopping that progression. You know, but then too, when you're looking at overall health and wellness and function, there is tons of objective physiologic change and associated health benefits of chiropractic adjustment in people with that are asymptomatic, normal, pain-free, or healthy you know, so when you're like, I don't know why I would keep getting adjusted. In my mind, I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't get adjusted. They looked at, too, the amount of like people who are under regular chiropractic care, right? Regular chiropractic care, 65 years of age and older for five years or longer in terms of maintenance. They found that chiropractic users were less likely to have used a nursing home. 73.9% of chiropractic users had not been hospitalized in the last three years. Lastly, chiropractic users were associated with a tendency to use less over-the-counter and prescription medication, 85, 85% reduction in pharmaceutical cost for people who are under chiropractic care maintenance five years or longer. And so when you're saying, hey, from a preventative standpoint, look at what we have the opportunity, the ability to do. I will tell you, it. this is, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I have to. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to your work in the morning. You don't have to shower on a daily basis. You don't have to do anything as an adult. But when you're looking at what the ability to have an opportunity to do, you 
you have something that's at your fingertips that, you know, I, I used to tell team, if you were to, if you were to walk out, right, and, and have a sign at the grocery store, say, and you say, I have something that will make you sleep better. I have something that will help you breathe better, stress less, um, all of these things. Would, would it, those individuals come over? Would they want it? Yes. And you're like, it's chiropractic care chiropractic care people just don't know it because they haven't been educated we're living in this bubble of misinformation or lack of education that we're, we're setting our intentions behind it's time to change with knowledge comes power with power comes action you got to make the change today 317-893-2853 317-893-2853 or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation Look forward to next week. Appreciate you tuning in. Always remember that your power is on.